All right. It would help if I had it at the start. Welcome, everyone, to episode 50 of Cyclops is Waiting for Me, an X-Men, the animated series weekly recap podcast. I'm JC, and I can't believe Rod has been here recording with me for at least 65 hours, 70 if you count the Nightcrawler episodes with me. Has it been a year now? Yeah, it'll be just one week shy of a year. Because we did skip one week yeah. in November. Yeah, holidays and stuff. That's not too bad for a year of recording. Yeah, 50 episodes in 51 weeks. Wow. We should not celebrate. Okay. <laughs> we just had chocolate with fireball in it, or Jack Fire, sorry. That sounds worse. <laughs> no, it doesn't sound worse. Nothing, nothing sounds worse than fireball, aside from like Everclear and, I don't know, that... <laughs> Like absinthe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't like absinthe either. I don't like anise or like licorice. You mean you don't want to wake up licking the cement? (laughs) That's interesting hearing from an Italian. Oh, no. I don't drink that shit. I just know friends who have drank absinthe Uh with wormwood and they woke up on the streets of Paris literally making out with the cement. Actually, I thought you meant like the licorice tasted like cement. Oh, no. Ah, I'm talking literal. Okay. There's been lesser things that made me lick cement. And I'm Rod. And I had my (laughs) 20s in my 30s, as you just heard. Cyclops is waiting for me is our weekly recap podcast. Oh, our weekly podcast series where we're going back and watching every single episode of the original 1992 X-Men the Animated Series in their original intended script order building up to the release of X-Men 97 coming to Disney Plus in 2020. This year. This year. Sorry, we're time traveling now. You're you're listening in the future. (laughs) I have to fix the scripts. (laughs) Hopefully later this year. Some quick reminders. We are a recap show about a series that started over 30 years ago, and there will be spoilers. You should know that by now. If you don't want it spoiled for you, pause the podcast, watch the episode, and then come back. But we will do our best to avoid mentioning anything about future episodes we have not yet covered. We are currently, nor will we ever be (laughs) sponsored by Disney or Disney+. Plus. Anything's possible, right? 2023 will just be full of possibilities. Were you one of those fuckers who was like, oh, it can't get any worse in 2019? Yeah, actually 2020 was pretty good for me. Personally, not the world. But Don't forget to follow us on social media uh, at Cyclops IWFM pod on Instagram, TikTok especially, because hopefully we're still growing there. But as of recording this, we've recently gotten people to follow. So thank you for joining. I'm still not on there. Right? It's probably for the best. Yeah. <laughs> but thank you for listening to our clips there. Twitter, maybe. Every week is a toss-up with Twitter. Yeah. I don't, did you hear the news about that this week? Head honcho fired all the union plumbers. So <laughs> guess what they did? Shit. Close. They left a shit ton of plungers that saying Twitter sucks on them on the doorsteps of the building. I respect that. <laughs> anyway. And now you have dated when we recorded the yes. podcast. <laughs> and Facebook. And of course, make sure to follow on us on all your favorite podcast services. And finally, we record these episodes in batches right now. If you can't all, tell. Always evident. If we're reacting to any news about the upcoming series, it will be a few weeks behind. Uh, like talking about how all the janitors <laughs> are the plumbers. At oh, no, it was janitors. Sorry, I messed that up. It was janitors, not plumbers. That makes a lot more sense. People are going to be mad at you. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, they have that many people employed just as plumbers there? I, you, it's a huge building, right? Usually you get a janitor who can do that too. You don't want to hire just a plumber. <laughs> I don't believe we've made it 50 episodes in this ship. <laughs> so now on to the show. Today we're going to be talking about season four, episode 13, titled Family Ties. It aired on May 4th, 1996, currently sits at a 7.4 star rating on IMDb. I don't know if I remember watching this one in real time. I might have watched it in college, but I do remember it. I definitely remembered it because of the high evolutionary, which obviously we could spoil things in the episode itself. 
he was always one of those characters that I remember from the original like trading cards, like the 1992 oh, okay. or 94 set, whenever that first series came out. Because uh-huh. I was like, this dude is so weird looking. <laughs> but then I never read a comic with him for at least a decade. Like just the books I was buying, he was not in. Mm-hmm. So this was like my first crossover with experiencing him. And he's coming up in the MCU pretty soon, right? Didn't they just cast him or something? That- Maybe I think, I don't. for me, the reminder was Bova because when Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver were introduced into the MCU, I was like, the one thing I do know about these two is that a cow lady brought them somewhere. Yes, you are right. It is a character who is set to appear within Guardians Volume 3. Oh, OK. Oh, that makes it OK. So that kind of connects with this episode because is Wonder Gore part of High Evolutionary is part of Rocket's backstory i believe right no or something oh he's not okay never mind then none of this connects things i thought maybe that was gonna be part of the connection nope they may do that for that but it is not in the comics at least well the good news is that takes out about 15 minutes of questions that i would have for this podcast <laughs> but here's the thing and we're gonna get into it later but that actually is not a bad call that he may just be a part of the rocket story and like the otter girlfriend and stuff the not animal animals yeah don't call him a raccoon. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess we'll see how this ages, but we were just talking before recording. Getting strong, everyone in the Guardians dies vibes <laughs> from the trailer. <laughs> You're getting that more than me. I think it's going to be like a you get the moment with Quill and, and Gamora. Uh-huh. I don't think you get the happy ending, but I think it's like, all right, it's a big fucking galaxy. Uh-huh. We're just not going to see them again. Okay. Because he's just. It, it, I think yeah. you also want them to be able to come back for Secret War. Maybe. I feel like multiverse is the cheat code for everything now, right? It is, but there's also like knowing it's the real them, uh-huh. so to speak, I think makes it mean more. That's true. So I don't know. Maybe they've already filmed their Secret War stuff. You never how know did, with the MCU. How depressing <laughs> would that be if they got through all the Thanos stuff and then just die in Guardians 3? See, because that, kind of, that pretty much happened to Gamora, right? Like she died the Thanos stuff, but then came back for Guardians. So like whatever she is in Guardians 3, like Gamora never gets her like actual story with the Guardians. Even if she does get resolved in this movie, it's mm. not the one that we followed for like half the MCU. Right. It's, it's just weird. I don't know. The multiverse stuff is starting to get out of hand. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to reading comics, Rod. Cool. All right. Speaking of weird crossovers, episode starts off with Quicksilver, who is talking to Forge. That was a cold open because yeah, we've was- never seen him before. <laughs> we have. Have we seen him talk? I feel like he shit-talked with Jubilee in the X-Factor episode. Oh, you know what? You're right. Yeah. Okay. My memory. We were talking about being a He didn't say a lot. It was definitely very Havoc, Polaris, and Forge conversation. I totally forgot about that. I don't think Guido talked. I had a strong guy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But they're talking, and all of a sudden, Scarlet Witch just pops up on the screen. Mm -hmm. I also love how it's a video call, and she goes, it's your sister. Yeah. (laughs) He knows. Do you like this new outfit? Can you tell me? Mm. (laughs) Also, he's definitely seen the outfit before. <laughs> so, yeah, she pops up. He gets angry. He gives the, like, basically, you can't call me at work. Yeah, which I guess. X-Factor is military-backed okay. by the U.S. government. Remember how Xavier yeah. was offended? Yeah, that it was. So it's still going on like that. And that's what we assume. So he could get in trouble. Did he think she was just calling him to talk about dinner or something? I think he's more so mad that she used an override code while he was literally talking to his boss. That so is Forge true. is going to be pissed. That is true. That We need to see what Forge's perspective on all this was. Forge is like, I build fancy machines. They don't break. Yeah. What the <laughs> F just happened? And then we see Forge's dark timeline into the whole Bishop thing. <laughs> that this is the start of this organic cybernetic yeah. Forge right here. So she says that it is actually an emergency and that father is agitated. 
And then Quicksilver points out, I'm going to take the hummingbird, which is like, why? I don't know why it needed a name. Oh, I thought you were going to say, I was thinking like, why do you need to take any vehicle? They have depowered. I, actually, let's rephrase. I don't know if it's necessarily that they've depowered him. What we were talking about with Joe, power levels have increased over time in comics. It's mm-hmm. just like the nuclear arms race of the characters. Yeah. And the modern version of Quicksilver could run across the ocean. Yeah. I don't remember where his power level stood in the 90s. Mm-hmm. So maybe he wasn't able to move at that level of yeah, speed. Yeah, he wasn't slowing down time or something. Yeah. Even the modern version, it's not that he even slows down time. It's just that he's he, so fast. He yeah. perceives it so fast. Yeah. Can you imagine how many calories that dude must need to right. like consume? I forget who did it. Someone did the math on the, I know it's different, but similar. Sonic? The, the Flash. Oh, I know MatPat did the Sonic math recently. Maybe it was him. Yeah. And he compared it to Flash or something like that. No, it was just... Like how much you'd have to poop and eat and stuff. It wasn't the poop. I can vouch for it. It was not the poop. It was literally just like for him to do the run where he went from like the halfway mark in the country to the coast and back. in in the movie. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It was, sorry, specific to the Sonic movie. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's similar. There was somebody who talked about like the Flash and like how much he'd have to eat because he made it. I don't watch the show, but he made a comment about how many calories he has to eat. In the movies he did. In the movies, okay. In yeah. the movies. And so someone did the math of like how much like pizza or hot dogs, or whatever you have to eat. And so you would constantly be shitting to have to, because even if like calorically you take that much in, there's still waste product yeah, there, of you, the volume. You do not have a perfect digestive system. <laughs> yeah. So he's running and also just like laying logs on the way. Yeah. You've ruined that character for me forever. <laughs> Wasn't Ezra Miller. <laughs> Now I have two people who've ruined that character for me. <laughs> then the only thing that stood out to me about the name the Hummingbird is the Blackbird is the X-Men's jet. Oh, that's funny. And yeah. it's a tiny version. So was it just, we got a better ship, but it's smaller? Yeah, I don't know. It's a little more stealth. Yeah. But he ends up over in Southern Romania with his sister. There's an old man in a bed who gives the vibe that this is who they feel their father is. Mm-hmm. It's very hard to watch this episode because of all the things we know from comics mm-hmm. and even just comic pop culture at this point but i appreciate that they address it very quickly that it's only a minute and a half into the episode maybe yep 20 years kept this secret okay cool it's not it's, yeah it's, yep i'm not your dad so, so scarlet witch and quicksilver are only like 20 something years old something like that that is wild remember like we've been we've even been talking about it like yeah everybody's in their mid-20s yeah the oldest of the x-men is maybe like storm who's 30 yeah yeah but can you imagine being like not even drinking age and working for the U.S. government? I guess that is true what happens now. But I was going to say, Rod, have you seen but, real yeah. life? <laughs> but at that level, you know, like be super powered and stuff. I don't know. Anyway, I thought originally that their father was on their deathbed. But the more I watch the episode and the more I'm reading my notes, is that not the case? Is he not dying? Oh, he's definitely dying. Oh, okay. No, that's what he's saying. Because he goes, I got to reveal a secret. I kept it for 20 years, and I think he's rounding. I think they're legally old enough to drink. Okay. He goes, we are not your natural parents, but I've been released from this vow. Mm-hmm. I think that was them acknowledging that the dude's going to die soon. That's him being released from the vow, but they didn't want to show him dying. Okay. I'll come back to that at a later point in this, because now I thought that at first, and then later I was like, okay, maybe it was this. All right. But he tells the story of Bova, which is the only thing I knew about this episode. So Bova, who is half cow, half person, brought the kids to their cabin one night. He doesn't know who their real parents were, but Bova would, and he believes that Bova is up in the mists of the mountain in a spot called Wondegor. Yeah, which if you're like me and only really had knowledge of the MCU is where Multiverse of Madness took place. That is where Wondegor, the mountain is. Yeah, yeah, very different setting in the MCU. <laughs> 
<laughs> I would agree with that. There wasn't like a cybernetic fortress and a cow lady yet. No, but the connection within the MCU is that it is a meaningful spot for Scarlet Witch. Yeah. In the comics, you actually will see at one point after House of M, when Scarlet Witch lost her memory and she doesn't remember any of the events of House of M, Hawkeye, who has returned from the dead, goes to kill her. Oh, okay. Uh, she killed him, yeah, so yeah. it seemed appropriate. Yeah, but she's in the village just outside of Wondegore. Mm, okay. So it's very much, aside from evolutionary, it is the spot where yeah. the most associated to Scarlet Witch. So I guess it'd be interesting too to see if High Evolutionary in Guardians is attached to Wonder Gore in the MCU yeah. at all, or if they're just going to completely separate it because they didn't give any hint that there was anybody else involved with Wonder Gore in Multiverse of Madness. It looked like it had been abandoned for centuries. So the part that I was just looking up because I couldn't remember the name, they don't mention it in the episode, but the species of the half human, half animal beings is called the New Men. Oh, okay. Which, that was in... 70s? No, earlier. So the first mention of the New Men came from Thor from December of 1966. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, Wikipedia. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, he tells the story, and then the twins, essentially, if we haven't said it yet, Wanda and Pietro are twins. Yeah, they have not acknowledged it mm-hmm. yet on the show either. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that's like a general pop culture knowledge, like you said before. They're literally in the post credit. They're referred to as the twin for which one was it? Was it Avengers that the twins were revealed in the post credit? Or was it Ultron? No, they were because they were in Age of Ultron. Ultron. So I guess it would have had been Avengers, right? Yeah. Wow. Or Or it's one of the, no, it's not Civil War. You're going totally out of water. One of the middle ones. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember. But we're uh, screaming at their car radio now. (laughs) Yeah, but so the twins, their adoptive father's like, go find her. And the twins are like, but we can't just leave you here. And then the adoptive father's like, I'll be fine. But he's like dying, right? Right. But he said he's going to be fine. (laughs) If I had to try to force an interpretation out of it, it Uh may just be, this was the last thing I needed to get off my chest. I can die okay. Uh And I might be reaching. But yeah, yeah, at that point, unless I missed something, I felt like they didn't give a reason for urgency of going at that moment instead of being by your father's deathbed. <laughs> Except for him telling them to go. Maybe they're just very respectful kids. Right. Listen to that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we could get up there in like 15 seconds. It's yeah. fine. But he also doesn't believe it either. Wanda doesn't really make a comment back about it. But Quicksilver, he straight up says, I don't believe this even in a world full of superheroes if your dad was like no you're not my kids a cow lady brought you i would have a few questions too you're literally <laughs> talking about two mutants that's what i mean though i'm not saying you would deny it necessarily just be like i have a few follow-up questions to further confirm because even later the high evolutionary needs some confirmation <laughs> so we jump to the mansion and there's a figure skulking outside inside in a really nice looking study Xavier's yeah. reading a book and he's like, you always were prone to theatrics and we get the reveal of Magneto there mm-hmm. and it's Magneto in an outfit we've never seen him in before. He's like in a trench coat. He's like, it's a little nicer. Yeah. It's not the bombastic outfit, like the spandex or yeah. armor clad Magneto or like Rod called him daddy Magneto <laughs> from the alternate present episode yeah. from one man's worth. And he's like, so what'd you do with Wolverine? Yeah, because he was on sentry duty. Yeah. <laughs> and he pulls up his little monitor and Wolverine is just getting electrocuted on oh, camera. Yeah, he, was he getting electrocuted or he's just bound by something or both? Both. Both. Yeah, he was bound and being electrocuted. Xavier doesn't dismiss it, but he's a little less concerned that you might think he would be 
of someone he's supposed to care deeply about. Yeah, I feel like if it was anybody <laughs> other than Wolverine, he would be freaking out more. Although timeline of script order, Wolverine has recently been traumatized by yeah. Proteus. How long has it been and how much therapy has there been? <laughs> Because it's like the one thing that Wolverine can't quickly heal from. Trauma. <laughs> yeah, like being liquefied. Yeah, the emotional trauma. <laughs> yeah. But Magneto's basically like, yeah, I wanted to talk to you in private, implying that if I showed up and knocked on the front door, Wolverine's not going to let yeah, him yeah, in. Yeah, good point. Or any of them. Yeah. But he says he has news that Magda is still alive. Did you, like, not being as closely tied to the comics as I am, did you know who Magda was? Not outside this episode. I think I remember hearing it just from this because I was like, it's a little on the nose for Magneto's wife. (laughs) Yeah, and then we would eventually learn in the comics that Pietro and Wanda might not actually even be his blood children. Okay, I didn't know that. But Polaris still is. There's like a mess of shit. Yeah, because... I didn't know if they were trying, I'm guessing they weren't alluding to it in this, but I'd always known the pop culture thing of Pietro and Wanda kind of being romantic as well. Yeah, that I that they definitely removed from yeah. this. And the it was never full romance. It was like, it never crossed like the cruel intentions line. Mm-hmm. That's That I feel like is the line. They never went to that point. Yeah. But they were closer than a standard brother sister would be. Jeez. <laughs> Okay, so I addresses. Oh, speaking of, shout out again to Romance at a Glance podcast for Lings Barler Equipment. I was talking to Yeah, Shani. I'm sure they're really proud yeah. of us right yeah. now. So I was talking to Shani about this. One of her favorite lines from our Nightcrawler saga with Joe <laughs> was when I said, you know what doesn't happen in Wakanda forever? When we were talking about Nightcrawler getting like busy with his sisters. Yeah. <laughs> Shani, I know there's a chance you're listening to this because we're using your gear. This also didn't happen in Wakanda forever. <laughs> they do share DNA later. You've made... <laughs> Everything worse by talking. Just saying how it is. Xavier gives the pragmatic response, which is you've made a lot of enemies over the years. So this probably could be a trap. And to Magneto's credit, Magneto's no idiot. He's like, yeah, probably. But that's why I want you to check for unusual mutant activity in the area. They don't come back to this. Thank you. I was literally just going to point that out. That never is addressed again. And I didn't know. Because in theory, unusual mutant activity could be the presence of Pietro and Wanda. Because it's mutant activity. Yeah. Because I... So is the evolutionary not a mutant? I do not believe he's a mutant by the X gene standards. Okay. Yeah. Because then I had just in context assumed that meant all those creatures and stuff like weren't either like the Bova type characters. Right. That's they are they are manipulated through genetic engineering. Yeah. Like how the mutates are not mutants. Mm-hmm. The new men are not mutants. And and but that also brings up a whole host of questions of if Xavier is scoping out this area, whether I don't know if he, can he do it remotely, I guess it's a cerebro thing or something. It's, yeah, it was for cerebro. If he's like, there's not any mutants, but do you want to know about something else weird around there? <laughs> but he also can't check the else weird. It's literally Cerebro's programmed. Oh, to, just mutants. That is programmed for mutants as a default. Okay. So it, the movies thing with the humans was like a separate like thing for the movies. I don't fuck the movies. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, we do not use that bullshit as our. No, I just didn't know if that was a thing. I thought it was like any human mind or something. No, I mean, it could be a theoretically reprogrammed to amplify psychic abilities and stuff. But the default of Cerebro Mm -hmm. is to detect mutants who are experiencing their mutation. So the X-Men could go help them. That is the default reason for Cerebro. Gotcha. Yeah, but yeah, so he says, I guess it was just an excuse for like them to talk and dump some exposition. So Magneto says... I just want you to let me know if there's unusual activity, but whatever happens, don't interfere. Mm-hmm. And then he bounces out and pissed off Wolverine, <laughs> charges through the door. 
He knows Magneto's there and he's ready to go. Yeah, I love that moment. It's one of those, I don't know, I don't know how to explain it. It's one of those moments you want to see from Wolverine. I like that part of his character. It is funny. <laughs> I also find it, it's definitely funny, but I feel like he hasn't been fully briefed on Magneto not being a piece of shit during Asteroid M because he's like still, I don't even know if he's like holding the grudge is the right word, but he has this perception of the pre-Asteroid M Magneto as being the person they're interacting with. Yeah. But like, that's also the same Magneto who like fought alongside them against Master Mold. Oh, yeah, I feel I like guess. Wolverine doesn't need to be as angry right now. I see that. Although I would probably lean more towards Wolverine's things. Trying to kill me a couple times is one too many times. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. But Xavier doesn't respect Magneto's wishes. And yeah, you should follow him. So Wolverine's going to follow Magneto out there. Yeah. But I feel like that could be always one of those Marvel one shots is like whatever Wolverine did to be incognito to follow Magneto to Southern Romania. <laughs> in the trench coat on the plane and stuff. <laughs> I don't go through TSA. Oh my God. Remember I said, sometimes I want to do a video episode just once to get my reactions. <laughs> We're getting into the final 25 episodes of the original series now. So that might happen soon. <laughs> Back over at Southern Romania, the, the twins show up at the base of this mountain. And that's where the high evolutionary appears. He knows of the twins. And that's where we actually get the reveal that they are twins. They actually mm -hmm. call it out there. Even the Bova stuff. It's like, brother, sister. It's like, no, straight up, you're twins. And he wants to know how they know they're there. Yeah. That's not, did the dad give him directions? They, I mean, they, they just figure it out. He gave indications with the, like, the mists of the something mountain, and I don't know exactly. Oh, the mists of the highest mountain. Okay. So I guess if you're in that area, you yeah. know what the highest mountain is. And I guess if you can run really fast, you can cover a lot of ground. He sure literally just scouts through the entire countryside and he's like, okay, I just traveled 700 miles <laughs> and I found the highest mountain. There's an atlas right here we could have looked at. And better yet, if he had been holding Wanda that whole time. <laughs> it's just her getting sandblasted from right. all the shit hitting her in the face as she's running. That is the one thing I'll give credit to the X-Men movies for was when Quicksilver's like, let me hold your neck. Because yes, anyone traveling with you would probably have a host of problems. It's an instant Gwen Stacy whiplash the right. second he starts running. <laughs> yeah. First episode of The Boys. Yeah. Like things with speedsters. Like these are problems that would very much happen. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Poor speedsters, especially Flash, who shits constantly. Represented by Ezra Miller. <laughs> Just going to keep bringing that up, aren't yeah. you? But a high evolutionary does not believe them, worried that their spies set to steal his secrets. You could tell he's like the weird eccentric. And it's almost like Howard Hughes' personality. I can see that. Where it's just he's in his own little freaked out world. And then he has just a bunch of people who are like subservient to him. Mm -hmm. So nobody's telling him he's a freaking lunatic. <laughs> well, I guess if you literally create your, <laughs> yeah. your community. <laughs> no. Yeah, he literally is mutating or fuck, you can't even say mutating. Yeah. He, he new humanizes these yeah. people, new mans them. I don't, <laughs> God, I hate everything right now. But he said, we could test this and we're going to go up to the Citadel. And like how with Magneto, we get the yellow orb that lets people fly up, he mm -hmm. gets a pink one. Yeah, <laughs> they're color-coded. No, And then I was trying to figure out if that was a reference. The first thing in the lab is there's this creature that looks like a troll. And I didn't know if that was supposed to be a reference to Pip the troll. Oh, okay, yeah. I didn't even know anything about Pip until the MCU Eternals movie. I mean, to be fair, nobody knows about Pip outside yeah. of the comic nerds. Patton Oswalt. Yeah. <laughs> he was very excited Which, for that. 
You know what? I'm an MCU fanboy, and I I admit, like I suspend my disbelief for a lot of things. And I love the MCU, even in some of his worst moments. Pip was arguably the worst rendered character in the MCU. Like shy, PlayStation, shy of some of the visual effects from the first MCU associated Hulk movie, which was yeah. technically pre MCU. Yeah. yeah, where the we were talking about this before recording, like those are kind of like the sometimes why situations with vowels. But Pip the Troll, it was I, I think they even like either Pat and Oswald or somebody from Marvel agreed. They're like, yeah, that was a little tacked on. Yep. So he brings him over and he says, we have to check your genetic records because you've been here before. I first I was shocked because I thought that was implying that they were created. <laughs> but I guess it means it's just, it's, it's just kind of a guest book, essentially, if well, you're there. It's it. One thing that doesn't get addressed in this episode is why did Bova bring them to the family instead of keeping them there? Oh, yeah. And maybe it could just be, now we're going completely out of order, but who really cares? But maybe it's just they were not exhibiting powers when born. So for him, as the high evolutionary who has all these like new men, half beast, half thing, he's like, I don't want to take care of a baby. Fair. Or two of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they might be shitty regular humans. We yeah. don't want these. Bova, go, I don't know. He probably told her to throw them in the trash and she didn't listen. Right. Throw them in the river. That worked out. Foreshadowing. <laughs> so they're able to scan in this like device that scans their arms without blood. And then I paused the screen. It looked like a Windows drop down menu. I was wondering about that. It in like- the pre Windows 98 era. So it was like, DOS drop down vibes. Yeah. Like an actual screen cap of something in like real world. But it was like the screen was reading about desks and stuff like that. So I was like really confused as to how office furniture. I swear one of the things said office chair on it. So the high evolutionary was just faking them out, checking his Ikea order. He might have been. Yeah. <laughs> it literally could have been an Ikea order on that screen. But he confirms and he's like, OK, cool. Let's take you over to Bova because you're good now. And I believe you're actually them. Which, did he just get lucky? Like, I st- I'm still trying to figure out the plan for this. Is this all just his act? Or is he that eccentric that he doesn't actually believe that it's that? Yeah, I, there's a lot of unclear things that I didn't really understand about this episode. That I guess- Which, it also had a pretty high rating. It was like in the mid-7s on IMDb. I personally felt like that was Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch. Because, you know, they're, I don't know if they were actually cooler, cooler. Or you didn't see them a whole lot. So there was like less opportunities to right. not like them because it because at this point we have only ever seen scarlet witch in one flash cameo in another mm. episode and then we saw quicksilver in that as well as the x-factor episode yeah they go to bova and she says you know she only knew their mother who was fleeing from a mutant who was destroying a village gave birth to the kids decided to flee and didn't survive the winter. That's dark. Great story. <laughs> Glad we came up to the mountain. Like, why did you not try to help her? And maybe high evolutionary is just this kind of eccentric control bag freak. And he's see, this was one of the early, the, one of the first times I was thinking like maybe it was Bova that hit up Django to tell him he could tell them about their birth parents or whatever. But I couldn't tell it once again. It was a vague thing because she it looked like she was expecting them. You know? <laughs> Yeah, and then this part, because we know that Magneto has gotten word that Magda's alive, stuff is starting to fall into place that even if you don't know the story of these characters, it's, oh, they say Magda fled. Okay, that's the Mm. thing. She's very hesitant to say the name Magneto, and I legitimately don't know if Bova is in on the plan because she's in on the plan, or she's in on the plan because she's being forced to. Yeah. And if she's being forced to... She's actually a pretty good actor 
for somebody who's under duress. Yeah. If she's in on it, she's a good actor because she actually feels like she doesn't want to cause them more pain. Yeah. And I don't know which one it is. Yeah, because we don't know enough about her. Yeah. And so Quicksilver, he's like, well, what the fuck is he then? Which? You work for X-Force. Factor. <laughs> Factor. Factor. Oh, yes. X-Factor. Yep. Forces Cable's crew. Jesus. <laughs> too close, too close. I started thinking about it after we had Joe Slepsky on a few episodes ago, where we talk about the artwork that Cable is featured on in the mm-hmm. in-between episode stuff. Cable is barely in this series. Oh, yeah. We are 50 episodes in, and he's been in, what, four? Maybe, yeah, and just time travel stuff, basically. The Genosha episode, yeah. and then time travel shit. Yeah. Yeah, maybe five, I don't maybe. know. But for being prevalent in the artwork, mm-hmm. he's barely in it. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know, one of the next seven episodes he or he's in every single he's one. in every single yeah. <laughs> i don't know but they do let quicksilver and scarlet witch know that he can be found every year at a loved one's marker mm-hmm. coincidentally in town <laughs> so that's the point where you're supposed to be like oh this is a setup yeah this is where the setup is yeah and this is where i thought was like okay so this whole thing was so that's why the dad he might be sick but maybe not dying because they left his father there but then that's why he was like released to tell the story for some reason. I don't know. Yeah. A lot I of mean, moving parts. Yeah. Could evolutionary have basically been like, look, you don't see these kids anymore. One of them moved to fucking America. Right. Or even if it wasn't that deviant or whatever, like he, he tells Bova, like you said, it's forcing her hand. Is like, go tell the, the, whoever the dude was, you dropped the babies off. Yeah. That the real story or whatever. Just, and like you said, it, was he lucky? That first two people that showed up? Or <laughs> yeah. But Evolutionary wants to help. And he offers soldiers. So you see a few more of the new men come up. And then as they leave, you see the turn, which is the first time where it's, oh, he's not only crazy. He's crazy, but he's also evil. And he's basically like, the world is finally going to see the peace and joy that I can give it. Mm-hmm. It's like, the fuck are you going to do, dude? Yeah, it's a very eugenics kind of villain. Yes, thing, that's, you know? that's a great descriptor like, for it. He's like, oh, it, this will be perfect if I can mold it. Yes, <laughs> it needs to be my world for it to be perfect. Jump over Wolverine, who's observing the cemetery. Mm-hmm. Magneto's there, and he sees somebody in a robe. Quick, before he sees the person in the robe, yeah. I love that Magneto has a paper note that has two pieces of information in handwriting on it and needs to look at it to reference the location. <laughs> it's like this spot. 10 p.m. or whatever the time's on. I was like, I know that's for the story and the visual. It's to be dramatic, but Rod. I, I love the idea that this all-powerful mutant that has literally t- taken down militaries and stuff. Just has, has singular, no short-term memory. And has a singular post-it note <laughs> with handwriting on it. That's fair. It just makes me giggle inside because it's such a funny image to think. Yeah. If you were Wolverine's perspective and seeing that, you're like, is he looking at a post-it note? It's <laughs> easier for Wolverine. Wolverine just needs to follow him. That's true. He doesn't need to know what time to show up. He just needs to be there. Yeah. Could you imagine tailing somebody like thousands of miles? How do you know when to sleep? Because that's what I'm saying. I That's a cool, that's a funny, like he's in a plane in a trench coat and he's like, when is the next stop? Like, where are we going now? Because you know, it's not a direct flight just to like Wonder Gore. There's a lot of like little stuff that's happening for hours. They're going to ski between. Right. No. Oh yeah, they're going to ski. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't worry. I know a monastery takes care of accident victims. <laughs> also, there's a lot of accident victims. They owe me. Yeah. <laughs> But then, uh, like we were saying, somebody in a robe, woman's voice saying to stay away, hurt them enough. And of course, Magneto thinks that it's Magda, his mm-hmm. estranged wife. Is that if you don't I know guess. she's dead, is it estranged? Oh, yeah. No, yes. yeah. And he goes up and this is either the bravest, stupidest and or most loyal new man ever because mm-hmm. this goat gets up close and personal with Magneto. Magneto. If this was the comic 
in the modern day and not the cartoon, he would have literally ripped her to shreds with the iron in her, in her blood. Yeah, I was going to say he would have like liquefied her or something. Yes, right? like that, that every bit of metal would have been pulled out of that <laughs> character in every direction. It would have been a fucking spray of blood. Yeah, and she was like a goat lady or Yeah, she something? was a goat lady. Like, yeah. yeah. Also, I learned Magda sounds like a goat. <laughs> no, Rod, she didn't sound like a goat. The goat sounded like her. I don't know. Taylor Swift sounds like a goat by your definition. Oh, God, there's going to be so much hate. <laughs> Did you see Attack with TV confirmed that, like, the screaming goats in Love and Thunder were because of the Taylor Swift memes? <sighs> I didn't see it. I said before, and I'll say it again, Taika, without somebody giving him direction, mm-hmm. takes the joke too far. And that's why, instead of three times, the goat screamed like 15 times. Yeah, the whole movie. Yeah, but at that point, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch show up, and the fight breaks out. And we also get a four-on-one with more of the new men showing up to to aid them. And then Wolverine gives the Isle of Dr. Moreau reference. Yeah, I was like, I'm, neat. I'm supposed to remember this. I know the name, but I don't, I'm guessing just animals. And There is not just the story of the island of Dr. Moreau, but it was also parodied in the Simpsons Treehouse of Horror, uh, where they go to the island and Homer becomes half walrus. Marge is like half cat. It's the half and half scenario. Okay. Here, there's obviously more human than beast. I don't remember the name of the toy, but there was specifically a toy where if you put your finger on the hologram on their chest, it would reveal like what their power was. Visionaries? Nope, different one. Keep going. I'm oh, more. they're the little ones. Yes, yes. The really tiny ones. Battle Beasts? I think it might be Battle Beasts. Battle Beasts? I know, because they didn't move too. Maybe their arms moved, but they were really, really tiny. Yes. They were yes. like thumb size. Yes. They look, these creatures, the new men, look like Battle Beasts. And good job, Rod. <laughs> Man, I miss those things because those are easily collectible and fun. Dude, they tried to do a comeback with them. They were done with, what was it? Mini Mates. Mini Mates tried to do a comeback with them. Oh, but they just fucked it up. Like, yeah. They, I know there's probably some legal reason why you can't use original molds of stuff. It's called Nobody Took Care of the Molds and they all fell apart. Yeah, so those ones are cool, like yeah. the original ones. But just any retro toy they bring back is always like a little bit different or whatever. And all we want is the same mold. It's literally you know? because the they molds would be thrown out yeah it's mostly because they you would have to redo it yeah and if you're going to redo it people want to like make it better because yeah that is one of the negatives of some of like the original toys look at the original star wars toys yes there is absolutely a retro appeal to them Mm -hmm. but you're not going to sell that to the mainstream you're going to sell it to the collector nerd but speaking of battle beasts and island of dr moreau wanda actually is the one who stops magneto and she does so by tying him up in this green rope effect. She is, yeah. It, I, that's a reality thing, I'm guessing. That there's just like a loose connection. I think they didn't know what to do to showcase Wanda's powers. They even specify in it that she has the power of probability or something. Yes. And so they're like, yeah, how do you show that in the, the thing? Kind of like the problem with Domino, right? How she do you, she how has do you wind. Show, <laughs> yeah, how do you show luck? And it's like her spitting wind. Scarlet Witch had a funny, like, little mortal, con- unintentional Mortal Kombat moment here where, like, in the middle of the fight, I forget who it was that she was cheering on or whatever. They're winning the fight. She's like, finish him. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Of course you would notice that. (laughs) Your brand is consistent, sir. Yes, I'm a simple guy. So as soon as she has him tied up and hanging him in the air, the creatures turn on them. Wolverine's still just watching. And that's the point where Wolverine is like, oh, okay, I should probably 
do yeah. something now. So Wolverine jumps in on the fight. As it happens, he actually lands into the graves marker for Magda. Oh, yeah. Of all the ways you could help, you literally crushed the one thing that would piss off Magneto. Oh, so a couple questions. Yes. Was that supposed to be Magda's grave? Yes. They never really said, okay. And then second, I think you had pointed out before we were recording, this was specifically a marker, not a grave. I think that was just to not say gravestone. Yeah, so it's like a standards and practices thing? Or? I don't know. I think it was probably just, they say didn't survive rather than she died. It is still a Saturday morning cartoon. Yeah, yeah. So I think that might just be, let's not bother standards and practices. <laughs> or they did, and then the standards and practices person told them, no, tone it down this spot. Right. This now. happens after DuckTales, please don't. <laughs> or no, this is Fox. Okay, I don't know, whatever. It might have happened after Batman, which... Yeah, who knows? <laughs> this is a light note. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's the darkest morning to grow up on. It was great, though. It really was. But then new men basically use a gas that knocks out Magneto and Wolverine. Xavier is yelling into the walkie-talkie, not getting a response from it. And he and Beast are questioning, like, why would they attack? I thought that X-Factor were our friends. And then they point out that the twins alone wouldn't be strong enough to take them out. And maybe it's just a take for granted. Don't overthink it. But... Again, we've never seen interaction between the X-Men at all with Scarlet Witch at this point. So how does Xavier know that they're twins? I sit and I see Rebro. Sure. But here's the thing. He literally didn't know about the government mutant program yeah. that was happening at the government facility. Yeah, the telepath. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so how do you know? That it's the twins. Is that the X-Men 97 reveals like it was actually Xavier was the father. <laughs> Definitely is not going to be the reveal. Um, if they do it poorly enough, it will be. That's true. It could absolutely be poorly done enough. Still uh, working on that Disney Plus sponsorship. Yeah, you're, you're crushing it, bro. So you see that Scarlet Witch, Quicksilver, Magneto, and Wolverine are all captured. And they're in like, it's not too dissimilar from the stones, like resin that Toad puts people in. Oh, that's true. That is true. It's a, it's, it's a little more like Amber from Jurassic Park. I just don't know I made. Yeah, it more like that. Well, I guess we couldn't tell because it's animated if it's like hard or jelly-like. Or I got the impression it was, it was hard. It was hard. Yeah. yeah. But it, it, your thing about Toad was similar too because it did something to them. I guess it could have been evolutionary. Yeah, because it depowered them a little yeah. bit. Because yeah, he was waking them up at will. Yeah, but Magneto realizes that this is the Balkan legend of the castle in the mountains and he was unsure if it was real. So it's like, okay, that gives a little bit of credence <laughs> yeah. to it. Then High Evolutionary shows up. He gives more of his exposition. And you're going to number among the world's saviors, which was, okay, he's definitely fucking crazy. Because yeah. if somebody's going to be a savior, you usually don't have to kidnap them to make them be a savior. That goes more to your Howard Hughes comparison. Yeah, just, <laughs> yeah, just fucking this is the spruce goose, right? Yeah. Magneto starts asking a bunch of questions, including why are they being held? Was High Evolutionary the one that killed his wife? Mm -hmm. Blah, blah, blah. And Evolutionary kind of focuses on his plan of why he's abducted these three. So it's, you mentioned earlier. Combining their DNA. <laughs> not that. I meant earlier with the probability <laughs> okay. stuff. So I don't remember how it fell in the 90s, if it was still considered probability or if they moved over to the hex magic or chaos oh, okay. magic aspect of it. But the way it's at least worded here is it is a master of probabilities. Mm -hmm. So who knows? Maybe that is just another way of saying chaos is if you yeah. can control chaos, you're 
manipulating the probability in your favor. But it would make what he's doing with his genetic research a thousand times more likely to match the genetic codes, utilize Quicksilver speed to do years work in seconds, and then to help them stay vital and strong, he needed the blood of the father to activate it. Yeah, I guess that's just like cartoon logic, yeah. where it's like you're, you two are like basically split off from the genetics of Magneto. Right. So you need like the binding, the original thing or whatever. But yeah. Sure. Mag- magnets. I think it's not necessarily the magnets in this case. I think it's more of just amplifies the power by yeah. the, I hate saying the phrase out loud, the genetic material. Yeah. I guess it's kind of like what Sinister was doing, where it's just specific bloodlines that combine or something. I mean, he, he needs to clone Gene and make Madeline Pryor. And <laughs> at that point, the blood of the father comment happens and everybody is just like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> It's like, oh, you knew this, and then you sent us to go beat the shit out of him, and he's our dad? Dope. Yeah, the twins, like, I have no ears. The twins are just freaking out, because they don't like Magneto. They think he's, well, to be fair, he is part of the reason their mom died. Yeah, and they also have found this out with a very short period of time. Yeah, this is like a day. Yeah. (laughs) So the not natural parent is probably dying sometime soon. Yeah. Traumatic. Or or already. Yeah, maybe he already died off camera and nobody gave a shit. They're like, yeah, just bury him in the back yeah mom could deal with this or not mom fake yeah. mom yeah, we don't even know if she's still around either they didn't address That's true. any they of didn't that. even address that <laughs> if she's still around wow this family's fucked up so they grab wolverine and they literally throw him into one of the tubes mm-hmm. and then he like i want to say werewolf but it's not shaped like a werewolf the face like it's mm-hmm. literally like they wear wolverine wolverine i was hoping you'd say that because you just like did your ultimate pun right there no i didn't like <laughs> No, because I did it with disgust in my voice. (laughs) I wasn't proud. I just could not think of a better way to describe the visual than going super accurate, Rob. Yeah, he was literally an anthropomorphic Wolverine is what he turned into, but it was pretty nonchalant. Like, I feel like in other storylines or episodes, that would have been a really big deal. Yes, I agree. (laughs) It was definitely a nonchalant. It resembled the... Wolverine monster from Sabretooth's nightmare oh, yeah, scenario in, in the what third or fourth episode? Something like that. Yeah. Fourth episode. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah, just in the mind place yep. or whatever and stuff. Yeah, and then Im- immediately Wolverine breaks out and just like starts chasing down some of these new men. Yeah. And High Evolution just continues. Yeah, he was pretty like oh, he's like yeah, it's he'll he'll figure shit out. Which Wolverine, great at breaking out of test tubes. I was going to say, that's on brand for Wolverine. High evolutionary, I was like, he seems really unconcerned about that. But then immediately after when the Blackbird lands, he's like, oh no, the Blackbird's here. This must happen a lot. Yeah. Because you do this People do not react well to being turned into (laughs) half animal combos. So it seems like he just sees this happen like every time he turns someone into a cow person. Yep. Like you were saying, that's when they arrive. They start attacking. Magneto starts to talk to Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch about their mother. Knew that he had frightened her away, but he didn't know they were going to be born. So... Mm -hmm. She must have not been very pregnant at the time mm-hmm. for him to be unaware. So, she, so she must have been in Wondagore for at least a few months before she had the kids, and then she ran off. Or resembled a goat so much that Magneto. Stop! Didn't you pregnant. do not disrespect Magda like that, sir. Let's be real. Magneto, he definitely had a hot wife. <laughs> okay. I didn't know. I just You didn't know where I was going with that statement, okay, yeah. did you? Just know that like in this episode, that what I know about Magna so far is that her husband or ex-husband has mistaken a goat for her 
a few times now. Shaking my head. <laughs> so much head shaking. But he also mentions that he's now that he knows what the score is, he's been holding back and he breaks him out. And they have a score to settle now with yeah. the High Evolutionary. This is one of those times where there are lots of cool fight moments. I don't know if any of those would In be done the, justice if I described them. They're to, not pertinent to the story. There's a fight that happens. It's a big fight. Yeah. The part my, that my I only note about this was if any of these creatures are cameos, I have no idea. No. <laughs> and that there, there were cool designs for it. But like to our Battle Beast comment, it's mm-hmm. like. They all just get a template, which yeah. is fine, because that's what the new men are in the comic books as well. Yeah. Is it's cool. Everybody has basically the same He-Man style body type. Mm-hmm. They all that's basically they basically all wear the same clothing vibes. They have random like bandoliers with pouches and stuff like that. And then it's just a different color scheme to match whatever animal they are. There's one that was like a rhino, so they were very gray. There was one that yeah. was a panda. Yeah, that's that, the what He-Man thing is a good comparison because it seems like they could be like He-Man characters or something. Like, they could like, at the least like be, be in that world. Or the He-Man, not He-Man figures that we would see at like the gas station. Oh, that's true. Like I remember growing up and there was definitely a few action figures I had that would be, my family would go up to New Hampshire for a long weekend or something mm-hmm. like that. And on the way up, we would stop at a gas station, you know, middle of Massachusetts or early New Hampshire. It was like eight. <laughs> so my grandfather would just be like, yeah, pick out whatever you want. And I would run to the rack in the gas station that would have toys and nothing was a name brand. Yeah. And it's like, oh, that's kind of the same height as He-Man. And it they're, would be, they're like that barbarian yeah. proportions. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The new man Wolverine goes right at Xavier. <laughs> it's him being pissed after the last episode of like, how does Professor X not run away when he's in fear? That's true, yeah. Let's go with that. That's a solid one. He flips him out of his chair. Yeah, and he, that, he also got tied up by Magneto and Xavier was kind of like, oh, it happens. Yeah, he really didn't help him Yeah, <laughs> 24 hours prior. Yeah. But the creatures begin their retreat. Magneto and Quicksilver charge in. Quicksilver gets to the door first, but as he gets to the door, he ends up getting like, the laser blast at his feet, which knocks him up in the air. Magneto catches him, actually calls him son. Meanwhile, up in the air, the best way I could describe them are they are like joust bikes. <laughs> I didn't even know that. Okay, yeah, 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 I can see that. If they did a modern version of joust instead yeah. of the little like flamingo ostrich things, like yeah. a speeder bike kind of thing. Yeah, I can yeah. see that. But Scarlet Witch is riding in one and it gets shot and then maybe this is attributing it to her probability control, but she just lands very softly into a tray, which I feel like would break her ass the way that she landed. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, the Domino's wind power. So Stop Scarlet talking Witch about Domino's the, wind power. So you know that that's a fucking lie, Rod. <laughs> so Scarlet Witch has- Throw my notebook at you, Rod. <laughs> so Scarlet Witch has gentle breeze. You're just gonna push through it, aren't you? <laughs> oh, shit. We're only two episodes into this session. Wondagore starts actually like folding up on itself and it becomes a legit flying saucer. And this is one of the differences between the MCU Wonder Gore. <laughs> you mean the collapsing mountain? Yes, yeah, I would agree. The cybernetic fortress. One of the <laughs> 75 differences that this is one. Yeah. But then it like to my point of it becoming a literal flying saucer, it goes over the new men that are in the like the battlefield and literally scoops them up with a tractor beam. I wonder if that's either a reference or just part of the culture of the 90s, the UFO scooping up livestock, yeah. tractor beams. Oh, shit. I didn't you know even I mean? realize that because like, like cows and stuff and horses and things. <laughs> now there's a whole like side mythology in my head of, oh, were all these characters like abducted from a field by the UFO? Yeah, because I was actually wondering, did they start as humans or animals and then work backwards? If they start as animals and work the other way, then that makes more sense for them being more animal-like because... 
I don't know. I guess Wolverine was kind of in between. Like he was more burly, but he was. I don't know. He was actually more animalistic than yeah, the other ones. That's true. Yeah. But if you go off of the mythology, which did not exist yet, but in the comics, there is like I told you. I've told you about oh, yeah. this in the past. It's like the side group within the mutation where it's him, Sabretooth, Feral. Wolfsbane, where they all have this alternate version of the X gene, where they're all like bestial. Yeah, yeah, like a little animal already. Yeah, but as the ship flies off, the land begins to revert. And lucky for Wolverine, who just keeps getting traumatized, the poor dude, he also reverts back into Wolverine mode. And he's like a sex joke. Yeah, so, because so I, cause I, I don't even think that's me. That's Rob no, reaching. No, nope. <laughs> for once. <laughs> nope. No. Because he was fighting with Beast. When and he Beast was in, is in his on form. top of him. Yeah, pinning him down. Yes. So Wolverine, so I guess it, all, it was meant to show is that Wolverine was not conscious during all yes. this. He like blacked out. He wakes up and he says, Beast, you better have a good reason for being on top of me or something like that. I'm there, like, you better have a good reason for this. It's yeah. Like, okay. Saturday morning cartoon, kids. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. Gay sex jokes in the 1990s. (laughs) Super common in children's programming. Your dad doesn't listen to this show, right? Oh, no. (laughs) Good. The Uh, more I tell him about it, the less he's interested. (laughs) (laughs) Same goes for our listeners. As that happens, we get the moment between Magneto where he gives his pseudo apology. I wouldn't actually say he gives a full blown apology, but trying to make things right. Yeah. Where he tells Quicksilver and Wanda over time would love to get to know you better, which I feel like that is the quote that would have been in any TV show or movie at this point. Yeah. And also following up with this is the greatest regret of my life was losing your mother. I would have come if I had known. Mm -hmm. And I think the biggest difference between the trope and this is Wanda just looks him dead in the eye and says, well, I guess we'll never know. And then they just leave. him. Okay. And this actually, because this trope, like you said, this is a trope and it happens a lot, especially this time period. This time it actually makes sense because they're able to get away instantly because of Quicksilver. Yeah, he literally can run off faster than Magneto could follow. In any other after school special, there's like a very slow walk away that they just never address. That somebody let them go. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, oh no, he's going to go snap his sister's neck because he's going to run away so fast. <laughs> and then Professor X tries to do like the friend thing of like, you just got to give them time. And it's shut up, Charles. It, yeah, and then Beast comes up and gives an Isaac Watts quote. If I'm wrong, then someone correct me. But I believe the youth group kid in me remembers Isaac Watts was a hymn writer. So not even like an old school hymn writer, like way back before recorded music and stuff. So interesting for Beast. According to Wikipedia, Isaac Watts was an English congressional minister, hymn writer, theologian, and le- Logician, logician, uh, something with logic. And he wrote religious music? That's and interesting. Dude, it starts with minister and hymn writer. Okay, yeah. Oh, uh, okay. They buried the lead. His works include When I Survey the Wondrous Cross. Cross. Yeah, that's where I knew him from. But also Joy to the World. So, Oh, so he wrote the lyrics to Joy to the World. Because yeah. I believe Handel did the music. Right, just, but I'm just yeah. saying. Yeah, yeah. You're like, burying well, the lead. <laughs> Isaac Watts wrote Joy to the World. He did XYZ yeah. after. <laughs> yeah, so interesting for Beast, who, you know, obviously he's like read a lot. Of, I guess maybe the logic and the philosophy stuff might have been why he knows yeah. him, but it's like interesting for that moment to quote someone like religious. I guess it's more of hopeful. I don't know. It was a weird, like, he, because he even says to quote Isaac Watts, and I was like, why would you specify that? Because nobody else would know that quote, Rod. Because <laughs> normally he just spouts off quotes. But he usually says quotes that are more famous. I don't know. It was just, it, I don't know. It, it's just you, a religious... Your assignment before we finish this series... <laughs> to read the book. No. <laughs> you're not going to read the book. <laughs> just the chapter 
that is beast quotes okay yeah i don't know so that was an interesting thing i don't know what that means for beast if he was that was his moment of trying to be like sympathetic or something reading this directly from previously on x-men the making of an animated series after a major struggle magneto discovers that quicksilver and the scarlet witch are his children Though they fight side by side and survive, the twins are bitter at Magneto for the loss of the mother they never knew. Magneto cries out, wondering if they will ever forgive him. Hank comforts the X-Men's usual adversary, saying to give it time. To quote Isaac Watts, time, like an ever-rolling stream, bears all its sons away. They fly forgotten as a dream dies at the opening of the day. Oh, and it doesn't say why <laughs> i guess it's just like an inspirational thing or something yeah i guess the, so the original of it from isaac watts oh god our help in asia's past oh so he actually quoted one of the hymns interesting yeah i don't know this is a it just stood out i guess is the bigger thing it might not even have anything directly to do it's not that deep but it was just i'm just so used to beast like quoting stuff that's more science-based and or like political s- political or secular philosophy and stuff i don't necessarily remember like a religious reference from him before so. yeah because he's done like james harvey robinson with the human comedy ozymandias greek mythology he's done hymns before also in the deal a deal with the devil he hits a hymn there too okay no oh, the shit we don't know because i don't need <laughs> ahead and then magneto flies off yeah and then but magneto when he flies off he says no one will ever know losing someone twice but i thought it was interesting that he said that to xavier wolverine and beast who literally have lost several people <laughs> Multiple times. <laughs> Who? Because it's like Wolverine has Gene a couple times. And then okay. Beast. Bear with Gene because okay, they Jean, weren't like in a relationship. No, camera. but to your point, they have thought Gene has died yeah. twice. I guess it's the... Beast lost the, the ship. The ship doesn't count. <laughs> and, and Rod, he only lost the ship once. That's true. <laughs> well, I don't know about the future, though, because I don't know. It's Remember we had Future Beast? We're like, where do you get all the other stuff? We This is not, al- <laughs> it's not future, it's alternate present. Yeah. But also, even if you just take Gene, all three of them, arguably. But when the stuff has happened with Gene, it was almost always, they lost her, but she was back really quickly. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. So this was, I have not seen this woman in 20 years, yeah, yeah. presumably. And then again get the full confirmation that she did die Mm -hmm. after having the hope she might be back knowing it was a trap though did he really think she was back yeah that i do like half expected and also like this group of people have been through i think it's hard to compare whose traumas compared to whose because they're all so wild you mean the guy that turned into liquid metal (laughs) after having liquid and metal injected in his body decades prior and then xavier who has been visited by time traveling versions of his students and stuff like yeah there's like a lot of stuff that's happened eric gave a comment talking about how there was part of the price that they paid with the show was taking these stories which have been around for 30 years and there are certain themes that do end up being repetitive Mm -hmm. but they were able to personalize them and keep them fresh Mm because yeah like this story is a version of a tale we've already heard within the show itself people finding out loved ones who have died and who's related to who and stuff like that even just getting the mystique reveal in the nightcrawler episode say and stay tuned if you want to hear another traumatic story about parents for next week (laughs) yeah this is the gap of stories that is just all about how shitty certain families can be. Yeah, yeah, how far, and also like dumping your kids off with strangers. But at least Bova didn't throw them into a river via a basket, only because two babies would be too fat and sink. (laughs) 
thank you for joining us. If you have thoughts, make sure to leave them in the comments for either the YouTube upload or the official Instagram post about this episode. And if you like what you heard, we appreciate a rating on the podcast app of your choosing. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and CastBox. And let us know who we should start collaborating with because we got like 20 something episodes left to go. Mm-hmm. And one of them's a four-parter and we're not doing a collaboration on a four-parter. <laughs> Should it be with Romance at a Glance with Shawnee and Bridget? I think they should come on one episode. <laughs> oh, you want? Th- I think Shawnee wants to. Okay. Are there romance episodes coming up? We missed. We literally we had like, definitely the heart. missed some of the we, good ones. No, we, we had the hearts ones and stuff early on. Yeah, stuff, but we fucked up, Rod. <laughs> Wait, there's an episode that's we're pulling this name out. Weapon X Lies and Videotape, which is a play on the movie name Sex oh, Lies and go. Videotape. I think they also specialize in particularly like smutty romance there you go (laughs) our show is about smut thank you so much (laughs) all right we'll see see you next week with romance no we're not but someday soon